I see. Mr. Brunner looked disappointed. Well, half credit, Mr. Jackson. Zeus did indeed feed Cronus a mixture of mustard and wine, which made him disgorge his other five children, who, of course, being immortal gods, had been living and growing up completely undigested in the Titan's stomach. The gods defeated their father, sliced him to pieces with his own scythe, and scattered his remains in Tartarus, the darkest part of the underworld. On that happy note, it's time for lunch. Mrs. Dodds, would you lead us back outside? The class drifted off, the girls holding their stomachs, the guys pushing each other around and acting like doofuses. Grover and I were about to follow when Mr. Brunner said, Mr. Jackson. I knew that was coming. I told Grover to keep going. Then I turned towards Mr. Brunner. Sir? Mr. Brunner had this look that wouldn't let you go. Intense brown eyes that could have been a thousand years old and had seen everything. You must learn the answer to my question, Mr. Brunner told me. About the Titans? About real life and how your studies apply to it. Oh. What you learn from me, he said, is vitally important. I expect you to treat it as such. I will accept the only best from you, Percy Jackson. I wanted to get angry. This guy pushed me so hard. I mean, sure, it was kind of cool on tournament days when he dressed up in a suit of Roman armor and shouted, What ho! and challenged a sword point against chalk to run to the board and name every Greek and Roman person who had ever lived and their mother and what god they worshipped. But Mr. Brunner expected me to be as good as everybody else, despite the fact that I have dyslexia and attention deficit disorder and I had never made above a C in my life. No, he didn't expect me to be as good. He expected me to be better. And I just couldn't learn all those names and facts, much less spell them correctly. I mumbled something about trying harder, while Mr. Brunner took one long sad look at the steel, like he had been at this girl's funeral. He told me to go outside and eat my lunch. The class gathered on the front steps of the museum where we could watch the foot traffic along 5th Avenue. Overhead, a huge storm was brewing, with clouds blacker than I'd ever seen over the city. I figured maybe it was global warming or something, because the weather all across New York had been weird since Christmas. We'd had massive snowstorms, flooding, wildfires from lightning strikes. I wouldn't have been surprised if this was a hurricane blowing in. Nobody else seemed to notice. Some of the guys were pelting pigeons with Lunchables crackers. Nancy Bobfitt was trying to pickpocket something from a lady's purse, and of course Mrs. Dodds wasn't seeing a thing. Grover and I sat on the edge of the fountain away from the others. We thought that maybe if we did that, everybody wouldn't know we were from that school, the school for loser freaks who couldn't make it elsewhere. Detention? Grover asked. Nah, I said, not from Brunner. I just wish he'd lay off me sometimes. I mean, I'm not a genius. Grover didn't say anything for a while. Then, when I thought he was going to give me some deep philosophical comments to make me feel better, he said, Can I have your apple? I didn't have much of an appetite, so I let him take it. 